final podcast of the book Night by Eli Witzel. Um, this was a very well-written book. It did make me cry at some points because you just kind of become emotionally invested in the story. Um, though you know, you know, the main character comes out alive, just hearing everything that he had to go through was honestly heartbreaking and you can't really begin to imagine what it was like. You hear the stories and, you know, you kind of think, like, that's really sad, but you never think it's real. And then when you kind of grasp that it's real, it just kind of breaks your heart in a way. So, um, so I'm going to talk about some of the things in the last couple chapters I read that really got me. So... One of the big things that got me was the death march where all the prisoners had to run and if they stopped, they would be shot. This was just, it hit. It was so hard to hear just because, like, these people are exhausted. They have no willpower to even get up in the morning and now you're making them run for their life. Like, that takes a lot and a lot of them tried so hard with everything they can could. And even a boy close to Eli's age just couldn't take it anymore. And he stopped and actually got shot. Which you can just imagine how heartbreaking that really is. And to envision a child running for their life. And they just can't keep going. Like that's defeat. Um, Eli, though, was a very, very strong character in the story. Uh, he never gave up. He even got hurt during the death march. Excuse me. He even got hurt during the death march, um, but he kept going. He hurt his foot, but, um, he dug deep enough to find that willpower to keep going, and he survived that. But that wasn't going to be the last challenge he would have to face. Um, He and his father arrived to a village where they um, agreed to take turns watching each other sleep. Which I think just kind of really shows like how scared they were. They couldn't even sleep. They couldn't sleep without someone keeping guard because they knew that if they slept... Without anyone, they could die. Either a fellow prisoner could kill them, an angry guard could kill them, like anyone. So they literally had to find the strength to stay up at night and care enough for the other to be able to watch them for hours on end so that way they, the other could sleep. Um, in this village, a man, just an extra character, was being beaten by fellow Jews, like, not even guards, by fellow people because he tried to take an extra ration. And I just think this shows, like, how defeated they were. Like, defeated to the point where at the beginning they were like, you know, let's stick together, we're going to be empowered, like, you know, we we can get through this. But, you know, closer to the end they were realizing, like, this is every man for themselves. Like, I can't look out for you, you can't look out for me like I need to have a ration you can't have two and so they were actually beating each other 
and I really think that shows defeat and how hard it is because to be able to know how low someone is because you're that low and you still have to go even lower it just shows a tremendous amount of defeat there was even a point where Eli was sleeping and someone came and tried to strangle him a man came and tried to strangle him in his sleep and obviously Eli woke up and he was able to call for help um and get the man off of him but I just think that shows like they were all in their own head they were stuck they didn't know what to do and they were going crazy and everything um so by this point when the guards would tell them to go somewhere or like run in something they they trampled over people they crushed people they killed people um they crushed other people because they were trying to survive they didn't care if they ran over you they didn't care if they you know tripped you nothing and it's not because they're bad people you know it's it's not you you don't feel like they're terrible people because they didn't help someone up you don't feel like they're terrible people because they actually tripped someone and they didn't run back behind to help them in that situation, you can never say, oh my god, I would turn around and I would go help someone. You probably wouldn't. You'd be so stuck in your own head and so stuck on surviving that you've been here so long that the only thing you want to do is survive that you don't think about anyone else. You're so numb. After seeing people die every day, seeing people tortured, seeing people, you know, beaten, bruised, battered, all this stuff, you just kind of become numb to it. It's an everyday routine. You know, it's not, at the beginning, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, they're beating these people, like, you know, we need to do something. But towards the end, they knew it wasn't going to stop. They knew there was nothing they could do after being there for so long, so they just stopped paying attention. They were also exhausted. You saw how they were getting barely enough sleep where one was having to watch the other. They don't have the energy to be able to pay attention to that they don't have the energy to feel for that they have the only energy they have is just barely enough to survive they don't have that extra energy to feel sorry for people they don't have that extra energy to feel malice to feel love to feel anything their only energy is put towards surviving and that's honestly probably the saddest part is you're so broken down that the only thing you can do is survive you can't feel hate you can't feel love you can't feel anything you're numb and that's just terrible how bad these people were treated for no reason and they basically had any bit of humanity left in them was just ripped away and they couldn't feel anymore um so they they ended up getting put in cattle cars and driven to some other place and at that place it was so crammed and people were trying so hard to get out of the cattle cars that they just kind of started piling on top of each other and you can imagine in any other situation if people started piling on top of each other um excuse me people would start um kind of running around the bodies or people in the um piles of people that were piling up would have you know gotten up would have helped each other up they can't do that you know once you fell 
it was like you couldn't really get back up. You were so weak and so tired that you fell and you just gave up. Like, all these people did not have any energy left to be able to hoist themselves up out of these mass piles of people. And I just think that's terrible. Like, the fact that they just piled up like nothing. They were treated like they were nothing. And it's devastating to know that they didn't even have the energy. They were so close to getting out and they just couldn't do it. To know that you're that close and you can't bring yourself to get there, it's just had, it has to be the saddest feeling. And knowing that a lot of them died there at that point, it's just, you can't even think about it. It just is so sad, especially from, you know, hearing this from Eli's perspective, he was a child. Like, the amount of trauma this would have brought on him is just terrible seeing your friends your family all that just tarnish is just ugh, I can't even think about it but um there was also a point where a fellow friend they actually saw I don't know really how to pronounce the name Juliet um they they heard a noise and they actually saw that it was him um he was playing the violin for the prisoners kind of like a titanic type situation where you had the the musicians that stayed and were playing to keep people calm, um, playing their music. It was kind of like that situation because I'm sure that a lot of people heard it and it just gave them that little extra push, like just a little bit of hope. Unfortunately, um, you know, there was probably someone that got annoyed. They were so just tired and done with everything that hearing something like that as if there's hope probably made them mad because they thought there was no hope so the next morning Julik was actually um found crushed his violin was crushed and he was crushed so somebody probably got annoyed and took it out on him which is just terrible so to know that Eli the author actually lived through this and these are things he witnessed these are things that happened to him is just it's terrible especially as a child for that that's no way a child should ever have to grow up you know I'm thankful he made it out but I'm sure there's some points he isn't thankful because there is survivor's guilt and things like that seeing all that and I'm sure he thinks sometimes like I could have done something but he just has to know that there was nothing he could have done and he did everything he could um at the time and you know everything might not feel like enough but it was and I'm so grateful that he made it out alive and was able to educate people on what happened and what went on. Because a lot of people, when they hear like about the Jewish camps and stuff like that, they don't really think it's as bad as it was. And even at the beginning, I, I knew it was bad, but I didn't get the detail. I knew that they were being killed and, you know, all this stuff, but I didn't know all this. And just to hear it from, you know, a real life account, it just hits you right in the heart and I'm so sorry for anyone that went through this um but I'm so grateful that they were able to educate this educate us this book was really really good one of the best I've read um like I said it being real just hit different like it it 
knowing that it's not something that someone just made up and it's it's a real life account and I think that's what got me a lot of the time but I definitely recommend amazing amazing book and yeah I'm sad it's over but it was very educational so thank you